Hey everyone, welcome to Fringe and Flourish. I'm your host, Laura Magruder, and today I'm joined by my friend, Kylie Steinberg, as we talk about how to hire a professional that's the best fit for you. Kylie. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Laura. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So you're the owner of Volition Performance Nutrition. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your credentials and kind of what you do as a nutrition coach. All right. So I guess I'll kind of start back at college. Uh, I, I swam all through since I was eight years old, all the way through college. So I was a collegiate athlete. I my only claims to any type of fame was <laughs> making Olympic trials in 2008 and then qualifying for NC2A's Division One for swimming, which was exciting for me. I then graduated with a degree in exercise science, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I always had a passion for nutrition through high school, um, and it was like one of those decisions where I considered going to school for it, and then I thought to myself, "Mm, I'm not really sure if I'm going to be able to handle all of the organic chem classes that I'm probably going to have to take, (laughs) so maybe I should change my mind, and so I got into, I, I went to school for physical therapy, actually, in my mind anyway. You still need a general exercise science degree for that before you go on for continuing education, but as I explored what physical therapy entailed. I didn't really want to work with an older demographic. I wanted to work in athletics if I could. And so (laughs) I talked myself out of a lot of things, but into a lot of other things. And so I decided, you know, maybe I'll do strength and conditioning because then I'll definitely be working with athletes. And then I tried that out one summer for an internship and realized, "Mm, this is really boring. I like to create. (laughs) I want to be the person creating the workout programs and instead of sitting at a desk or just watching people and spotting them. And so I really left college with a degree, but no clue of what I wanted to do with it. And so the next several years, I did a multitude of different things. I coached division one college swimming at two different universities. I did start dabbling in nutrition after I got myself into figure competitions. And then once that did not really seem to work out well physically for me after the <laughs> year of dieting, you don't say gaining a bunch of weight back. Yeah. I, I decided maybe I'll try CrossFit instead. And, and so I got into CrossFit and so I was coaching at Youngstown state for three years was coaching CrossFit a couple times a week, was coaching swimming, obviously, as a as an assistant coach. And then I got my master's in counseling there as well as my safety backup plan. Um, you know, that was the recommended thing, that, you know, my for my parents, you know, you need to have a backup plan because currently it looked like I had no plan whatsoever. But really, I was just trying to find out what, what am, what's my purpose? What am I here to do? And so... I got my master's and quickly realized, especially after one interview I had, I got a call back the next day. And one of the women who interviewed me, she's like, you know, 
we would have picked you, but the only reason we didn't was because when we talked to you on the phone, we realized, or I'm sorry, in person, we realized how passionate you were about fitness and nutrition. And we want someone who's really passionate about counseling. And even though, I mean, I love personal development. I just don't think I could have saw myself working with kids. I am much more of an adult person. And at first I thought, well, you guys have families and you go home to your families and that's what you're passionate about. And you also have a job. What, what does it matter what I do in my free time? But ultimately it was probably a message saying, you know, no, this isn't right for you. Keep chasing. And so I got a job as a CrossFit coach back home, did that for a few years, still was doing nutrition on the side, growing that slowly, worked part-time at Lululemon, coached at a, another gym as their head CrossFit coach and programmed, which was a lot of fun. And then eventually, I guess probably four years at this point, I was able to leave behind all of my part-time gigs to just do nutrition simultaneously working for another company doing nutrition coaching as well. And so now I'm in a place where I just work for myself. I have changed how I do things over the years. I've gotten a lot more flexible, a lot more holistic, as that seems to be a really big passion of mine. Um, so what that means is not only are we focusing on what you're eating, we're focusing on a bunch of different lifestyle factors that impact health. So sleep, stress management, a lot of what I do is revolving around that. Um, you know, making sure, you know, if, if somebody has a lot of symptoms, but let's say for a woman, every month they get their period and it's heavy bleeding, severe cramping, bloating, cravings, all of that stuff doesn't have to be a reality. And so I work with those women to try to get them to a lot more comfortable place, which, you know, ideally we can eliminate all of those symptoms. At, at worst, we're eliminating quite a few of them. And so my goal is to not only help the client get to where they want to go, but also make them feel better, make them healthier. And if I can also you know, help them on the stuff that holds all of us back at times. So the mindset work and in gaining the confidence that most people are looking for when they're asking for weight loss, then that's, that's the ideal for me. Well, and I think your counseling masters probably plays into things a little bit more than you realize. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And honestly, it's, it, even per personally, it's like the last three years I've dove hardcore into it just for myself and things that were coming up for me. And to look back on who I was even just three years ago as a coach, it's like, oh my God, I'm a completely different person, which I think is the goal when you're a person or a professional. You're, I, you're, you should be curating your skills. You should be improving. But by doing your own work on yourself, you show up so much better for the people that you do serve. So I'm like, oh man, for the, if for the people I worked with four years ago, if they could just come back and probably experience the shift, I'm, I'm sure that would, they would notice it. But yeah, it does come in handy. <laughs> so today we're going to talk a little bit about things to consider when hiring a professional. I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about you know, you see a lot of other fitness and nutrition coaches out there, and I see a lot of other hairstylists out there. So 
you know, we really wanted to gear this towards, you know, other providers and or clients who may be listening to this because I feel like there is a lot of misinformation. And and one thing I hear a lot is, well, how do I find the right person for me? Or how do I find the right, you know, nutrition coach or so on and so forth for me? So we're going to dive into that. Uh, I know, like I said, this is something we've we've really wanted to touch on uh, amongst a million other conversations <laughs> we've had before. Um, so Kylie, you're one of my clients. I've also been one of your clients. So we can kind of play into the provider slash client side each way. So what do you feel is the first step when, let's say a client's looking for, you know, how do I hire a coach? Is this the right coach for me? Uh, I'm not really sure, you know, what I need, but but I know I want to lose weight. What do you feel like is kind of that first step? So the first step is knowing what you need. What is your need specifically and identifying that? So getting familiar with what am I trying to accomplish here? Do I want to lose weight? Am I, or am I just trying to feel better in my day to day? When I speak on needs too, I do want to make a distinguishing statement because I think we kind of get confused between needs and wants a lot of the time. And you need to know what both of those are for you. And so I I was thinking of this perfect example of, you know, needing a vacation or wanting a vacation two different statements. And you might think, why would a vacation ever be a need? But I'm sure if you've gone through this year, you've realized that (laughs) most of us have probably at some point in time thought to ourselves, I need a vacation. And a, a lot of that comes from a place of like for sanity purposes or what feels like sanity purposes, or you're just feeling stuck, or you just don't you're not functioning at your highest level. That's your indication. This is a need for me. Like, I feel like I'm going crazy. (laughs) Whereas a want is, oh, it would be nice to do this. Like, oh yeah, back last year, it'd be nice to have an extra vacation, but it's not necessarily a need, but you need to know both of those things because they're both really important. And so what is your need? Is it weight loss? Is it, do you need accountability? Because there are some clients who come to me and they don't need frequent check-ins. They, that's not something that they need. For them, they're very intrinsically motivated. They don't need me calling them, you know, making sure I stay on top of them so that way they follow through. Then I have other people who are very extrinsically motivated. They're motivated to please the professional in a way. And I also have a lot of that in me. And so it's not a bad thing. It just means that that's something when I hire somebody, I need to know I'm checking in frequently enough with them. So that way we're both on the same page. Do you have any other issues at play here? So for somebody, I have clients who come to me and they'll say, oh, I want to lose weight and that's it. Or I'll have people who say, it'd be nice, but I have all these other issues. Like, (laughs) you know, I have tons of bloating, I have stomach cramps, or I'm not going to the bathroom regularly or I have really heavy bleeding every month. I would love help in those areas. And so all of those things I would classify as needs. And then also knowing what your wants are. So do you want to work with a certain sex of a professional or a certain personality? Do you want meal plans or 
are you okay with the flexibility of making your own decisions on that? And do you want the ability to talk to a coach on the phone or are you okay with exchanging emails? So those aren't necessarily needs because I think people have an opinion and then mostly because it's based off of something, but you know, let's say like, for example, when I was hiring a nutrition coach a few years ago, because I like accountability, like I said, and not, not many coaches that I look up to offer phone calls and I do. And it's something I love doing with my clients because I think you get more out of it, but I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is something I'm going to have to settle on because who I want to hire doesn't offer that and it's not a need. Right. It's just a want. Yes. Yeah. And from my perspective, you know, I, you know, I'm an accountability person uh, and a, and a want for me was, well, you know, if I lose weight too, that's great. But, but we, you and I determined very early on that I had a lot of other needs that, that needed to be addressed before um, I could dive into to any other part of that. And I think even for clients when looking for a hairstylist, you know, okay, they need their roots done or they need their hair done before a wedding they're in or they they desperately need a haircut. But I think a lot of wants play into when clients are looking for the right hairstylist. You know, maybe they want um, someone with really a really flexible schedule, which unfortunately is is not me. Maybe they want someone with evening and weekend availability. Once again, not me. You know, maybe they want someone with a fun, quirky personality, or maybe they want someone, or maybe they need someone who's going to be downright honest with them about their goals and what's realistic. I think there's a lot more wants when it comes to the hair industry. You know, I have some clients who want to chill out. They just want some time away from the family, and maybe that's a need for them as well. Um, but I think there are a lot of wants when searching for a hairstylist because, you know, I'm not going to be the right person for everyone. Some people want a hairstylist that's quiet and doesn't talk a lot and leaves them alone. Also, not me. I and and <laughs> that's you know that's a whole nother thing. But for me, there's maybe they want someone who's not pushy with products. That that is me. I, you know, and so I think it's really important to to separate those two to make that distinction between what do you really need and what do you really want and. Out of those wants, what are you willing to compromise on? Because the needs, there's not much room for... for They're non-negotiables. Yeah. That's how I like to view it. Like, your needs are your needs, and they are not negotiable. Your wants are what typically make the decision for you. Right. And I have some people who are willing to negotiate on the scheduling because their need is is great enough. You know, I have clients that take time off work to get their hair done every 10 to 12 weeks because they know that I can't do nights or evenings because they book out so far and they're willing to compromise on on that because their needs and or their other wants are bigger than that that particular want. Mm-hmm. So how do you find who you need? We talked about the plumber reference. 
<laughs> at least I maybe maybe it was off air actually. <laughs> you know, I was telling I think it was before we uh, started, but I was telling Laura when I was thinking about what I wanted to touch on. Plumbing came to mind, but you know when your when your toilet stops working, you know you need a plumber and. Maybe in certain situations, it might be confusing as to what professional you need, but you go to one that can help you distinguish if you need someone more specific. So let's say you go to your PCP because you've got some symptoms that you're worried about. They're the ones who are going to refer you to the extreme specialist. And in an ideal situation, if you're looking to hire, let's say, a nutritionist and you've got a lot of symptoms, they in my mind, are obligated to refer you out if they do not have experience working with your specific situation. And that should be part of the conversation when you finally get to talk to these professionals, which we're jumping slightly ahead, but you need to know you're, you're hiring the right person. So who do you need is that second bullet point. Um, and you want to collect a group of target professionals. You don't want to just find, I mean, maybe you're, you're fine with finding the one person and hiring them on the spot and, and hoping that goes well. I like to investigate a little bit more personally. Uh, that's just perhaps me and my style, but I like to know who's out there, who am I considering? Uh, and then is there any, like I said, is there anything that I have floating around that my professional needs to be experienced in? Because that's also the benefit of talking to these professionals before you pay the money and starting the working together process is you might not even realize you have other issues, you know, like maybe you've always had painful periods. You never knew anything different, but then once you start having these conversations with these professionals, they hopefully open your eyes to, Oh wow. Like this is something that we can work on together. And I have experience working on that with other women like you, whereas maybe another professional does not have that experience. And if it's something you want or need, then that's perhaps your deci- that's a deciding factor for you and who you're going to hire. And I'm not going to hire a plumber to do my electric work. Yes. You know what I mean? Very like <laughs> I'm not, if I need, if I need a certain, you know, if I need something done on my car, I'm not going to call you know, I, I don't know. I'm not going to call my hairstylist. <laughs> it's just an example, but but finding like who you need, and I think you know you're a little bit more medical specific. But just an example, I was thinking of. I had chronic migraines for a long time, and okay, I started at my PCP, and then I went to a neurologist, and they said mm, we can't find anything wrong. And then so then I started looking at well, is it? Um, is it dentistry based? Do I have TMJ? Do I need braces? Uh, do I need to adjust my bite? Um, do I need to see a chiropractor, or or, or is it nutrition based? Right? Or is it um, is it you know around my hormones, which is actually something that you and I discovered together was that I was having all these major issues on my hormones um, that you know maybe these other professionals didn't ask the questions to get me to that point that determined who I needed to work with. And in terms of from a hairstylist, who do I need? If if a client is looking for, oh, you know, I need um, a, a, a super 
curly cut, like I need someone who's specialized in really tight curls, then maybe they should look for a curl specialist rather than me. So, you know, my primary focus is I do a lot of blonding, balayage, um, corrective color and whatnot. So when my clients come to me, they have a need. Maybe they have blonde hair and uh, they're look. They need a blonding specialist. They need to find someone who works with frequently what they have on their head. When I'm, you know, looking for a nail technician, I like a particular product on my nails. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look for someone who specializes in that product, who specializes in the shape. You know, I like coffin nails. That's I've worn those for years. So I'm not going to go to someone who specializes in almond-shaped nails because it's not going to be the same. And then just looking for like who who you need that's specific to your needs. Yeah. Looking for someone who can fulfill those needs to the best of their ability and someone who has experience. Like you talk a lot in your coaching about hormone health. Um, and especially now, you're talking a lot about uh, pregnancy that aligns with you know your journey. And so, when I hear clients, you know, talking about they have these needs, I'm gonna say, oh, well, you know what? My friend Kylie has specific experience in this exact need, so let me refer you to her. And so, I think it's really important to hire someone that has experience in your specific need. And we talked about this, you know, a week or two ago. If someone has an issue with they they just want to lose weight quick or whatever, um, yeah, they can go to whoever else. But if they're having a lot of hormonal issues, you know, why would you hire someone who doesn't have experience in that? Well, and also, you know, everyone's, it's coming from a deeper need, you know? And so when someone wants to disregard their health in order to meet a weight goal or a body composition goal, that tells me something. It tells me that this feels really big. Uh, and, and maybe it's like, I don't feel good enough or they have a lot of stories associated with weight. And, and so they're willing to almost burn it down in order to feel something different. But kind of like what you were talking about in regards to the benefit of talking to a professional before you work together is I've had clients before where they'll, they'll tell me, Hey, here are my goals. And so that phone call is great because I, because I, I offer a free 30 minute phone consult before we even start working together because we need to make sure we're a good fit. And there have been a handful of times where a client will tell me, okay, I want to lose this amount of weight in this amount of time frame," And I'll, I'll straight up tell them, okay, well, here's what I think is realistic. Here's what I can offer you. You know, if it's unrealistic, I'll tell them, I don't think this is a very realistic goal. And I've told somebody within the last couple of months that if someone else promises to deliver this, I don't know if I would trust that. I am not willing to risk your health because health, if you don't have health, you have nothing. And so if you want to reach this goal so bad that you're willing to risk your health, then you can find somebody else because that's just not me. I want to maintain health as my priority and help you get 
towards where you're trying to go. It just might be in a slower time frame than you expect. And I think also a lot of people don't know what realistic time frames are when it comes to weight loss. It's like you ask them, what's your goal? Oh, I'd love to lose 20 pounds in three months. Well, for most people, <laughs> that's not realistic by any means. And so the phone call is also used to explain what is realistic. Is that, do they have any questions regarding that? Do they have any issues, you know? Because I don't, I do this because I love what I do and I love helping people. I don't do this so I can take money from people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's kind of skeezy when I hear, oh, well, so, and you know, I, this last person didn't bring up any of this. When I talk to them about, you know, my goals <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, either they're going to set you up for expectation hangover, you know, once you realize that this isn't possible, once you've already paid the money, or they're willing to do whatever in order to get you there, but at what cost? And is that cost worth it to you? Um, And so when you're looking for a target professional, like you need to have these conversations and your professional should be having these conversations with you. And I know, Laura, we've talked about this in regards to hair you know, like I always bring in a inspo picture for you. I'm like, I want this. <laughs> and a lot of the time when I get, isn't quite that because, you know, I also know at this point through education that what I want is a couple of treatments away from what I have currently. And so that's part of what you provide the people in your chair is the education, like, okay, cool. So what we're probably going to do is a little <laughs> bit lighter than what you are now, but she's actually a lot lighter than you. And so that will probably take a couple treatments before we can get you there without risking the health of your hair. And most people are probably going to respect that and appreciate it because the last thing you want is to get the hair you like and realize, you know, two months later, half of it's fallen out or (laughs) broken ends are everywhere because she just trashed your hair. (laughs) Well, and I, that's why I do, so I do consultations and, you know, now they're virtual, which does present its own set of challenges, but I always require consultations for new color clients because of this conversation. A lot of people see things on Pinterest or Instagram and they're like, ooh, that is a beautiful platinum blonde. And then we have a consultation. And I always encourage them like, like have consultations elsewhere too. Um, Talk to other stylists. A really good stylist will take the 15 minutes to sit down and have a complimentary consultation with you. And You know, I joke that a lot of what I do is managing expectations, but I do have a lot of blondes who will come in and say, well, I just want to be this like really, really light, ashy platinum color like today. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, this is kind of like our first date. I don't know what's going to happen when your hair lifts. So let's have a realistic conversation. I can get you that light in a year. But based on your health, your hair health, I and I'm not willing to compromise that. I will never compromise the integrity of my client's hair to get them where they want to be just because that's what they want today. And mm-hmm. I always tell my clients, I'm like, look, if another stylist guarantees you that they can get you this light in one session, I would be very cautious because you may not have very much hair left on your head. And and people just don't realize that they they want what they want and you have to have that conversation with them to say, "Hey, wait a second, you know, 
let's talk about what, what the other issues are first. Let's talk about your health. Let's talk about your hair health. Let's talk about all these other things. And are you willing to compromise you know, your hair or your body's health to get to where you want to be? Because I'm often not the stylist that will do that. I'm very conservative when it comes to cutting, but also what I will do to your hair because I know what it's like to go in with different expectations and leave having something else entirely because the stylist didn't educate me on what I was getting. And I think I had told you as well, I hired a nutrition coach years ago and, um, you know, we were friends to the powerlifting community and I hired her as a coach, but she never really, she didn't do a consultation. She never really communicated upfront, you know, what I was getting for my money. And then mm-hmm. after I hired her and spent a bunch of money, uh, I realized she was basically just copy and pasting macros in an email to me and not available for conversations and not addressing what was realistic with me for, for my weight loss. I was, you know, and I was powerlifting, so I was cutting weight a lot. And, and I felt, I left feeling very upset and disappointed because she didn't have those conversations with me about what's realistic versus not realistic. And I always encourage people, a good service provider will have those conversations with you. And I am very honest and I'm very um, to the point when it comes with my clients, like, no, like that's not going to happen because I, I am unwilling to do that to you. I'm not going to change my beliefs around protecting your hair for your instant gratification. Yeah. And it's better to have a client or a potential client who's disappointed than to really bash the trust that they would have for you after that incident, you know? And and so after you're let down because you realize the conversation that should have been had before anything started never happened, how do you trust that person? Because they just risked your health or there was no conversation around expectations, and that's the worst I, f- I feel like is expectations that weren't met. But the problem is that just means the conversation wasn't had that should have been from either side. Yeah, so absolutely. I'd rather disappoint somebody and have them, you know, oh, okay, so I guess this isn't really realistic. Maybe I should lower my expectations or they'll, or they'll find somebody else. But then I'll leave it on to them to, dis- to experience that and see what that's like. And I've had plenty of clients decide to try a different approach or a different nutritionist that's maybe a little less money or, you know, I get it. Bargain shopping's cool, but bargain shopping when it comes to your health is probably not ideal. It's kind of like going on Groupon to hire a surgeon. Because you're getting something for it. And so if something's low priced, I always have to wonder why. Like, what is it? Are they new and they're just trying to get numbers up or, or is the service really not all that great? And a lot of the time it's lack of accountability or it is a very template based service. And then you're left like, 
I don't feel like any of this was tailored to me. I'm disappointed in the experience. I should have paid twice as much, if not more, to get what I actually wanted. So it's like trying, you know, being cognizant of, of that stuff and not talking yourself out of spending a little bit more in order to get what you want. Because then ideally you can keep that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what I talk about in, in my consultations as well is like, you know, we we lay out the expectations, we talk about their goals, and then we talk about price and we talk about not just that day, you know, but maintenance as well. Because I think when I am honest with clients about their their goals and their expectations, um, there's a respect that's formed. And then when I'm willing to charge accordingly for my time and my expertise and my honest professional opinion, clients are like, okay, I see the value because of the conversation that we had. And then they're willing to invest because I've communicated and set expectations and talked to them about their goals and they understand. You know, I always tell people, uh, and especially I'm very heavily tattooed and I get a lot of questions about uh, tattoos and how much have I paid or how much do people charge? And I always tell people, good tattoos aren't cheap and cheap tattoos aren't good. And it's the same with really, <laughs> it's not just tattoos. Yeah, yeah, it's true though. But it's it's hair too. And it's any sort of professional um, service provider yeah, I can spend $20 a month on nutrition coaching, but is it going to be really tailored to what I need or what I want? Or am I just paying for like a prefix template with a coach who really doesn't give a shit about me personally? And people can pay $120 for color and a cut for, you know, blonding and all this other stuff. And then they come to me and they're like, well, I, I wasn't spending very much money. And I'm like, yeah, that's why your hair looks like this. It looks terrible. And now you're spending twice as much money to fix it. Yeah. You know? Well, like we forget that all of these things are investments. And so, like, tattoos, I don't have a single one because I know it's on my body for the rest of my life. And, you know, committing is something I'm getting better at doing with things in my life. But it's like, if I was going to get a tattoo, you better well believe I'm going to the, my favorite one and finding the exact style I want. And, and the person has to be able to do that style because going to somebody who doesn't do the style you want is just ridiculous. And then I'm going to spend whatever it is because it's going to be on my body for the rest of my life. Yeah. No, it's not a pair. Like what comes to mind a lot of the time is Lululemon and Laura, do you own Lululemon? I'm literally wearing a pair of Aligns. Okay, same here. <laughs> so, Do I own you know, Lululemon? I, like I have a, a friend who's pregnant right now and I told her, we're going back and forth um, and she's like, man, I hardly fit into anything right now. And I'm like, you need to go get a, a pair of an Align pant from Lululemon and you will not be disappointed because they are the most comfortable pants when you're pregnant or when you're not pregnant <laughs> and they will fit you through the whole stage of pregnancy and they will last you for years. But 
I get it. The, They're the not mindset and, and being raised by a different generation that was more frugal than perhaps a lot of us now have, you know, we have the luxury of being a little less frugal perhaps, but we have, have all of those lessons ingrained in us. And it's really hard to get out of that mindset of like, but I could buy a cheap pair at Walmart or Target and I'll save all this money. But then you're disappointed because the quality is not nearly as nice. And they, I bought a pair at Walmart. They did look good on me, but the they shorts. Ripped. No, they were just <laughs> leggings, but they ripped the next day I wore them at the gym. I had a hole right near my crotch and I'm like, well, clearly <laughs> these aren't going to work out long-term. And so I spent $20, you know, but I threw $20 away. Whereas I could have spent a few more twenties and gotten a pair of pants that lasted five plus years. And so when we make decisions around cost and investments, we need to take into consideration. Yeah. Like you said, the long-term gratification of things. And, you know, if I spend the money now, I can get a high quality product that will last me a longer period of time. I don't have to constantly buy new things because they keep falling apart. I can enjoy the higher quality product and maintain it or keep it for a longer stretch. And I'm I'm a big, 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 big believer in this because growing up, we didn't have a lot of excess. My mom was very like, look, if you want a winter jacket, I will buy you one really nice winter jacket and you're going to use it for the next five years. And Mm -hmm. the same thing with like um, cars or, and I'm the same with with purses. Um, I'm not a super designer bag person, but I do own a a very, very expensive high-end purse because I know that I will have it for the next 50 years. I better have it for 50 years. Um, But I would rather make that one-time investment in a very high-quality purse than buy 20 vegan leather plastic purses that are going to end up in the landfill. And I was literally talking about this the other day. It's more of like sustainability. Like I drive a car that yes, it has leather seats and it was expensive, but I know I'm going to have it till hopefully the wheels fall off. And I'd rather spend that money up front. And I talk about with my clients, like even like the first blonding appointment is always usually over 200 to $50 because it's an investment. Yes, it is pricey up front, but then let's talk about maintaining and you'll have this for a long time versus spending a lot of money over time in small amounts. And so I'm a really big believer in that, like spend the money up front. And then if, you, if you're working with the right person, they will set you up for long-term success. Mm-hmm. And that is something I talk about a lot with my clients is like, yes, I know this first appointment or two or three is gonna be really, really pricey, but I can move you from being a four-week color to being a 10 or 12-week color. So you're not spending $85 every four weeks. You're spending $150 every 10 to 12 weeks. So 
my clients really appreciate that about me because I do set them up for long-term success, even though even though the price may be a little bit more upfront. And it almost seems that at the end of the day, you spend the same amount. So yeah. whether you throw your money at cheaper items and have to replace them often or cheaper services where you're left disappointed and then have to then hire the professional that you should have in the first place. It's like at the end of the day, if you would just skip that step and just invest in what you want, not only do you typically more or more than likely get what you want, you are changing the conversation about what you deserve too, which I see a lot with women and in, in needs and money and all those kinds of things. It's like, well, mm, I don't know if I deserve to spend money on this. Uh, it's because it's outside of their comfort zone. But part of doing that is just taking those steps in that direction. Start with, like you said, the bag that you hope to have for 50 years. <laughs> yeah, That bag, I bet, feels a lot better carrying it around than a cheap one would have felt, you know? And you're changing that conversation of, I am deserving of having nice things because I take care of these things and I can maintain these things versus I don't deserve it. I'm going to go with something cheaper. And then you're constantly hassled with having to replace things, fix things, or just being disappointed all the time. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of factors that, you know, for us as service providers play into that cost and why things are so expensive. Um, And those consultations that we provide to our clients are a really good opportunity to talk about like why you're worth it and why you do charge so much. I was going to say the third bullet point is understanding and researching the cost of a service in general, because I'm sure you tell me already, you'll have people come to you. I'll have people come to me and and they're in your situation. They hear the cost and they're like, wow, that's so much more than so-and-so. And then you have to explain yourself in a way of like, well, this is why this costs this much. Whereas I had a client, a potential client a couple of weeks ago, cancel the free phone call out of worry for what the cost was. And so what I usually do obviously is reach out. Hey, what's going on? Do you need to reschedule? And, and that's when she communicated, she was worried about the cost. And I told her, listen, I'm in market value. Like there's nothing to be worried about. I just like to have a phone call so we could get to know each other, make sure we connect and I can see what your goals are. Then we can cover what you get and how much that chart, what, what that costs you. Um, and so you need to understand when you're doing your research of cost, what things cost, because to go in blind potentially leaves you for a disappointment. And so doing research, what is my, what is a professional who provides the service that I need cost me? And then that's what you're around about what your expectation is. Uh, and then also what is it worth to you? And, and that's, very broad thing because it depends on your income and your comfort with money. And so people who have less or are not comfortable spending, they're perhaps what they're comfortable with or willing to stretch in order to invest in themselves is a little bit different than somebody who makes a a lot more money or who is used to investing in themselves. And so getting familiar with that is, and, and then having that conversation with yourself 
is it worth it? Is this maybe slightly uncomfortable investment really going to be worth what I ultimately want to achieve? Yeah. And, you know, I always explain to people, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. I have traveled all over the country for education. I spend thousands of dollars in continuing education per year to make sure that I'm offering the top techniques and the top products and so on and so forth. And I used to be an educator. So I always go over those things too in my consultation because, you know, you can pay the same price for someone who maybe only has two years of experience. Um, And I always explain to people like, this is what this covers. This includes a blow dry. This includes a scalp massage. This includes X, Y, Z. And while the price may be the same somewhere else, maybe you're not getting the same level of customer service or care. And once upon a time, I used to offer drinks and wine and, um, (laughs) you know, added value, things that I I really try to focus on. The little things don't mean a lot. They mean everything. It really is like, what are you getting from that professional, from that money? Like, and is it worth the investment? Another thing I talk about too, when I was educating other stylists is that, you are not your client's financial advisor. And so there are clients who maybe don't make as much as the other clients, but they're willing to invest in their hair or their nutrition. And so I always treat all of my clients the same and quote them all the same based on what their hair needs are um, because I don't know what they're willing to invest in. You know, there are certain things I'm like, like lash extensions, I absolutely will not get lash extensions because they're really expensive. And I've had them, but to me, it wasn't worth it. But yeah, I am absolutely absolutely willing to invest in getting my nails done, Um, even though it's just the same cost or whatever. So yeah, because the value is different. Yeah. Like value your nails being done more than your eyelashes, which, you know, I know people who are the opposite way of that. There's no right or wrong. It's simply what are you willing to invest in and what's important enough to you? And I'm the same way. I I loved getting my nails done until this year, (laughs) whenever everything (laughs) happened. But um, you do bring up a good point on the education and experience, because I think in the nutrition field, that's really hard to sift through, especially because you can go on social media and find somebody who does nutrition coaching. What you don't know is their level of expertise. And so you know, you have to sift through that. And that's part of it is ideally connecting with the professional, getting on the phone with them and, you know, asking them those questions. Like, how long have you been doing this? What are you, what are your uh, certifications in? What's your education in? So that way you can also piece out, okay, this person has this experience or whatnot. And this person is, this is how they're different. And and all, that also will impact price. Like you said, you've spent money on your education. So that way you can provide a much better service to your clients. And that's the goal. Ultimately, you continually grow and expand upon yourself. So that way, what you're providing others is that much better. But that tends to cost a little bit more. And so when you're comparing people, that comes kind of circles back to the second point or sorry, the first point, what, what is your need or your wants? Do these things matter to you? Let's say you have no hormonal imbalances whatsoever. You're healthy. All you want to do is lose some weight. 
well, maybe hiring someone who specializes in hormonal balance, maybe you don't need to spend the extra money that perhaps all of their education ends up impacting your investment. And maybe you can settle for somebody who doesn't have all that education and reach your goals just fine. So that is a big part of it too. Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the things I talk about in my consultations is, hey, you know what? I don't really have a lot of experience with this thing. Maybe I'm not the best person for you. And I'm not afraid to say that because if someone's investing in their hair and investing in their color and they want a really uh, particular service, and maybe if I don't have any experience with that, I'm not going to bullshit them and be like, yes, I will totally do it and I'll charge you $250 for it. Because I know what it's like to be a consumer and to be a client. If I'm spending money, I want to make sure it is going to the right place. And I, when, I, when a stylist uh, or when a service provider communicates that, hey, maybe they're not the best fit for this, I'm like you know what? Thank you for being honest. I really respect you for that for that communication and that decision. And I had to turn a client away recently because I had zero experience working with her hair texture. And I didn't want to be dishonest with her. And I, I wanted, I was like, look, like I know it's an investment to get your color done. And I really want to make sure that you're going to the right person for your needs. And so I think that's really important as well to, to find someone who is really looking out, out for your best interest when it comes to like where your money is going. And that's not just going to say, oh yeah, I can totally do it uh, just because they're money hungry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And, I mean, you have, that's the trust. You don't really know if potentially a coach has the experience in your specific need, but you can ask questions about your need. You can ask for, I mean, I've never actually been asked because most of my clients come to me from referrals. So most of them already know somebody I've worked with, but you know, I've never been asked for uh, the client to be connected to a former or current client of mine. So they could talk to them about how their experience went. They pretty much trust me. Maybe the phone conversation allows us to build trust through the education I provide in the call. So that way they have an understanding of what they are getting themselves into. But if you're ever on a call with a professional and you don't really feel like they're they're educating you or tapping into some of your needs, that is on you. Because like you said, you're investing your money into this person. And so you want to make sure that they're able to help you with whatever your need is. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talked about comparing and doing those consultations. And I think the consultations are really when you get to see the the professional's personality. Um, and like you said, education, I have a really, really big focus on education, realistic expectations. I'm very uh, candid. I'm very, I don't want to say loud, but um, I don't have any qualms about cussing in my salon. Uh, I, it is, you know, just part of my personality. I'm kind of, you know, um, whatever, anything goes. And uh, in terms of like, let's be open and honest in our relationship as a service provider and client, but also 
my vibe is very different from other hairstylist vibe. And uh, I have had clients in the past who, um, let me say this. I have plenty of clients who have very different beliefs and backgrounds than I do, and I'm, I'm totally okay with that. What I'm not okay with are clients who are extremely negative, um, racist, homophobic, hateful, and those clients don't vibe with me. Mm-hmm. And I've had that in my chair and I'm like, you know what? We're just not a good fit personality-wise anymore because I'm always open to having conversations. You and I have had conversations. That's not in alignment with my heart center mm-hmm. and alignment with what I'm up to in the world. And I'm not really looking to take those sorts of clients on. And so I'm always very much myself when I'm doing consultations. And I've worked in salons before where they're like, Laura, stop, stop showing so much of your personality. Like you need to tone it down. You, it's just, and that's not me. I don't feel like that's, um, that's honest to the clients. I don't feel like that's fair to them because they're not seeing my true self. Mm-hmm. So I'm always very open. Like, Hey, like this is, it is what it is. Like I'm, let me be honest with you. Let me put my foot down and, and manage these expectations. And that's why I like doing consultations because we do kind of get a fit for each other. I don't yeah. want I don't want to hire someone that I can't have a conversation with and that I can't be honest with. And I mean, you've heard me <laughs> on calls like straight up crying before, um, but that's because you create that space, that trusting, loving space for me to be honest with you about what I'm going through or, or my feelings. And that's why I, I, you know, hire you and refer you because I know what you can provide and who you can be for women who are going through similar situations that I've been through. And so I think that that is really important to compare and do consultations with more than one person and see if you get along with them. Yeah. Yeah. So that third point that we covered was the understanding and uh, researching costs and that in the fourth point would be comparing professionals. So what are the difference between them also? And like you said, vibe is huge. At least it's huge for me. I, I want to feel comfortable with the person because if I do not, it's like finding a therapist, honestly, you know, whether you're finding a hairstylist or a nutritionist, that's how I feel. It's very similar. If a client does not feel comfortable to be open and honest with me, it might not work out very well because then you feel like you have to hide things. And I, I always assume the client is honest because I feel that I provide a pretty good safe space, even if I am honest with the client and I don't do a ton of sugarcoating, they appreciate that about me and feel like they can still open up and disclose things or, Hey, this is what happened this weekend. I'm like, okay, well, it's Monday. So let's get back to it, you know? Um, And so making sure that, you feel safe with them. You feel like you can connect with them and be open and honest is going to be a big part of the comparison. And also all of the other things that we had already talked about. So 
what their experience is in, their education, what you're actually getting for your investment in regards to the service, and then the cost. So all of those things are going to be factored in. And then that pretty much draws us to the last point of evaluate. So based on everything, who is your ideal service provider? And then you start there. You hire that person, you work with them. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out as planned. And then you find somebody else. Yeah. And I think a lot of my clients come to me and, uh, you know, I always joke like it's more my son, it's more than just a haircut or a hair color. It's the whole experience, right? And um, my clients, you know, I'll be like, oh, well, how's your great uncle that was in the hospital last time? And they're like, oh my gosh, how did you, how did you remember that? I'm like, because I care. Like I'm genuinely invested in my clients and their lives and their personal growth as well. And I talked about this in another episode, how uh, sometimes I kind of like sneak in some personal development and self-awareness stuff when I, you know, and some of my clients, they they know that and they they seek that and they love that. Um, But, you know, does your service provider or professional make you feel good about your choices and, and yourself? And I think that's a big portion of why my clients choose me because I am invested in what you have going on. Like I genuinely give a shit about you. And I think it does hurt sometimes um, when clients move on from me, uh, whether for financial or, or location or whatever reasons, because I am really invested And oftentimes I'll still keep up with them on social media and be like, hey, just thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. Hope the kids are doing well. And they're like, what? (laughs) Uh, But because I care, because I I am invested and I think that's... um, It's almost like you develop a friendship, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel with my clients too. It's like... It's a relationship. I, I know so much about your life, you know, and I've, we've spent so much quality time together. How am I not going to remember things about you or randomly check in to see, hey, how are you doing? I haven't seen you or spoke to you in months. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's an, you're investing in them technically. And it, it really is a relationship. And I think it's important to hire someone that you can have a relationship with because mm-hmm. it's, it's not just a service at some point. It really is a relationship. And, you know, yeah, you and I were like somewhat friends before. Um, you know, I knew you from the gym and you knew me. And then we formed a client-provider relationship both ways. You know, you became my client and I, I was yours. And our friendship relationship changed completely where you and I could literally talk for hours and we do generally when you get your hair done. Um, (laughs) But like, there's so many things that you and I can talk about and, and just go on because we have that relationship where we can be honest and uh, open with each other. And uh, you know, you're always willing to get vulnerable with me, which I know is, not something that you do often with with people all the time, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe not on social media as yeah, much, but yeah, um, 
I'm yeah, I'm more, that's why I love one-on-one work because I, the things I tell my clients, not that I over disclose, but I'm honest with them in the sense of like, yeah, I get it. I go through the same stuff, you know, or I'll, you know, they'll ask me about my personal life. And because like I said, we've created this deep relationship of sorts. It's nice to hear that they care about me. Yeah. (laughs) Not just the one way street, but I can disclose some of those things with them because it's just, it's just a unique relationship. Whereas social media, I feel like it's just, you know, you're throwing out your stuff to the abyss. And, and occasionally I do to, you know, purposefully in a way, but I think the one-on-one coaching is just a very unique experience to go through and to have. And, and so yeah, sometimes I'll, and honestly, what I share is typically what I've already, <laughs> what have yeah. I, I've already transcended, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to have that type of conversation. Yeah. And sure. I'm always willing, like I'm, I have like zero shame and I'm a pretty much open <laughs> book. So I'm always willing to like share very openly with my clients about, you know, my struggles with mental health or or what's going on with me and my world. And a lot of clients have really enjoyed listening to my journey of wedding planning, which mm-hmm. <laughs> comes with its own sets of challenges. Um, but, you know, I've had some clients that have been with me for six years and they have seen my journey, you know, through different salons and then opening mine and, and meeting my fiance and getting engaged. But those relationships are long lasting because I because they have done all the steps that we've talked about, right? And they've they've made these decisions based on their wants and their needs. And for six years, I have fulfilled both their wants and their needs. And so I, I really do encourage people to ask the questions, have the conversations when you're looking to hire someone, get on the phone with them. You know, we had a, we've been looking at replacing our fence and we had, several different companies come out and one company came out and we were talking about the future of um, our home, whether we were going to sell it in the next few years. And he went off on this like tangent about the economy and the election and coronavirus and like some like borderline conspiracy stuff and like to the point where it made me a little bit uncomfortable um, because he didn't read the room. Um, at- or he has no, cl- yeah, he has no clue where you stand, which is, is right. Funny when do that. <laughs> and it was like a very first meeting, and I was like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable hiring this person because obviously our personalities don't vibe with each other, and down the road, would I feel comfortable giving feedback um, or asking questions uh, because of this one singular interaction? And it was so unprofessional and made me so uncomfortable that I almost called the company and was like, look, (laughs) this is not okay. But I think that's why it's important to have the conversations for sure. Yeah. I think the one thing I did not mention... um, was especially in the nutrition field, you hire professionals or you hire um, companies, if you will. Right. And so, and you've done I'm, both, right? I'm trying to 
No. Like, well, when you only worked with a specific person because I'm hire you hire the person you're working with. Right. Even if you hire a company, you're paying for your experience with that individual. And so if you don't know who you're going to get, that has to be put into consideration because I will not, I, I need to like feel comfortable for sure to be vulnerable. Like we talked about. And so if I'm going to hire a nutrition company and then be farmed out to one of their coaches, who's their coach? Who am I getting? What's their experience? What's their education? Do I vibe with this person? I would, maybe I'm more needy, but I need to know all of those things because I also provide the service. And so I know what I want. But it's okay to be needy. It's okay to be needy when you're, yeah, you should be, (laughs) and you should be picky. It's your money. Ask the questions. And I think, you know, I've worked in like really big salons before and a lot of people came to the salon for the name or the like front that they have on social media. But then um, I ended up with a lot of people in my chair who weren't a good fit for me um, because they weren't coming for me. And so when I went on my own, that's when I got really strict about doing the consultations and and talking with my clients and being selective because at that point, now my clients are coming to me specifically for me, not to some like big name salon sort of thing. So, I mean, same thing with like, you know, are you hiring the name or are you hiring the person? What's more important to you? Well, and you're always hiring the person, even if you're hiring the name. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what you're getting. And I've worked with a few that came from a company and they ironically had the same exact coach, the same exact experience. Current, they were currently both experiencing eating disorders due to the coach. <gasps> and yeah, and so that was a hot mess, which we navigated to a certain extent. And then both realized that they needed professional help. And so they did what they needed to do to get that. But they probably weren't thinking that was going to happen. And that's, that's the experience with that individual coach. They could have been with a different coach from the same company and had a completely different experience. Right. And so, and another point, which reminds me, because I'm thinking of the, of the company in my head is how many clients does this person have? Because those coaches were working with 100 to 200 clients a month. And I, in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I can't even fathom being pulled that thin with how much I deliver to my clients currently. Right. And that makes me a bad professional because I am, I know in my head how many people I need to get through. And so I'm short, I'm to the point, I'm not as you know, I'm not delivering the quality that I would like to, which makes me probably not feel all that great. When you're working on a team? When you're, when you, if you were to have that many clients, I've never experienced anything like that. So I can't really feel it out fully, but I couldn't imagine. I I mean, if you have, let's say you have 150 clients, they're let's in the program does email check-in. So they're emailing every week. So you have automatically 150 emails then that you have to respond to, which sometimes result in a response from them (laughs) that you might need to reply back to because I ask my client questions. There's rarely an email that I get that I'm like, cool, everything looks great. I'll make some comments here and there, but I don't have any questions. 
And so at that point, when you're working to that capacity, you are probably not asking things you should because you just can't handle the response rate. And so that perhaps comes into play. Like, okay, I'm spending this much money with this company. This is how many clients this person has. How good are they going to be at delivering a high quality service? And if it's not too far off from somebody else's prices that offers you know, maybe they only carry, you know, 40 to 50 people at most. So, you know, you have to, you have to compare all of those things. All of those things matter because it's getting you either an experience you want or an experience that you don't. Well, the big salon that I used to work in, I would double and triple book clients and I had, you know, there was four assistants running around at any time, but I, I, was charging a little less then, um, but I don't feel like I was providing the same level of quality service as when I went on my own, and now I only have four to six clients a day, max. No, no double or triple booking, no assistant, and I, I feel like I can charge more because it's a different type of cert, it's a different value. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. So I think it, it really depends on like how, if clients are willing to be willing to have assistance work on them and willing to be double and triple booked and spend a little less, or if they're willing to spend a little bit more money for the one-on-one quality experience. So that's, I'm glad you touched on that because that is really important and, and something that I've heard a lot lately, um, since I am like an individual salon owner. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just comes back to what you want yeah. ultimately. What kind of experience do you envision having and realizing that, you know, that might cost something different and, and being okay with that? Yeah. All right. So do you have anything that you want to leave our listeners with? I mean, I think we've covered a lot of good points for how clients or people can hire, how to hire a professional or a service provider. Um, So if you have anything else you want to add, and then if you want to drop your contact info or your Instagram, that way people can find you if they have any questions. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So like we've talked about, I think the biggest thing are consults, getting on the phone with clients uh, or professionals in, in most people's situations and really understanding what you're getting and, and seeing how you connect. And I, I love my consults. And, and I know as a, perhaps as somebody looking for a professional, it can feel, I know I have had a lot of potential clients worry if they're wasting my time or in, and then they'll cancel or they won't book or they will book, but they still have that worry. And I want to tell you that someone who is doing what they love does not worry about the 30 minutes that they're taking out of their day to talk to you. Yep. Yes. I love helping people and I would love to help everyone that I talk to. And I get that I might not be their best fit for them. Maybe they're not ready, whether financially or life wise, they're not in a good spot to start something like this. And I'm totally okay with that. But I love getting on the phone and talking to somebody and hearing about what they want and hopefully providing some value that they can leave with. So whether they decide to work with me or not, they have something for the 30 minutes. 
And honestly, I just like talking to people. And so I get something back. I get to, you know, make a connection that I did not previously have. And we go from there. So if anyone is interested in booking a phone consult, um, there are a few different ways to do it. There is a way on my website, which gets you a contact form to fill out, which then I would respond to you via email and send you the link to sign up for that. Or if anyone contacts me through either of my Instagrams, I have a personal one and a business one, there is a link in the profile that allows you to just go to my Calendly page, sign up for a free consult whenever it's convenient, and then we'll get to chat. But my personal is, (laughs) you introduced me as Kylie Steinberg, but (laughs) all of my social media, I'm still my uh, maiden name. It is at K Gamalier and how that's spelled is G-A-M-E-L-I-E-R. And then my professional is at Volition Performance Nutrition. Um, what you'll find on both of those is a little bit different. Uh, Volition is a lot more educational, a lot more client-based. And my personal is a little bit of everything, personal, nutrition, mindset type stuff, Uh, But if you pop on over, come say hi. I'd love to talk. I love getting messages, engagement, and, you know, having a conversation about anything really, honestly, but, you know, especially about your goals and and what you're looking to accomplish. Awesome. And I'll make sure I put those those Instagram handles in the show notes and everything um, so you guys can find her and connect with Kylie on social media. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Make sure you subscribe, like, rate, review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast and tune in next Monday for another episode of Fringe and Flourish.